Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. With me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, okay. Gesundheit. <laughs> wow. Okay, so <laughs> hi, guys. Um, You know what time it is already? What time is it? Listener mail time. Oh, nice lady. Man, they love it when I throw those in at the very beginning of the show. Well, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of those shows where we actually respond to a listener mail and that forms the basis of our show. So uh, if it doesn't go well, we can blame the listener. This mail comes from Stephen and Stephen says, hey, guys, guess what? It's time for listener mail. I'm not going to do it again. With Windows 7 being rushed out of production because of Windows Vista's bad press, in quotes, I think it would be interesting to talk about Windows Vista slash Windows 7. Have you used Windows Vista and or tried the Windows 7 beta? What's your opinion on the issue? Love the podcast, Stephen. Well, Stephen, I'm glad you asked this question. Uh, we actually do have a beta copy of Windows 7 in the office. I picked it up from the Microsoft gurus themselves while I was at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, the 2009 one, just this past year. Um, and uh, 
we've had a chance to kind of play with it a little bit. And so we thought we'd talk a bit about Vista, uh, Windows 7, kind of the whole brouhaha around that. So um, I guess we should start and set the stage by talking about Vista. Okay. So, well, first of all, let's go way back. Way back to XP? 2001, yes. Aha. Uh-huh. It was August 2001. And uh, back in those days... Those, those happy days of 2001. Those Halcyon XP days. Yes, the, the pre-9-11 days. Think yep. about that. Well, Just barely. But, uh, Microsoft released Windows XP and, uh, and, you know, this, this operating system became sort of the standard in corporate America, uh, as well as m- most PC machines that were released from that point onward. And so, um, uh, XP was, was kind of the go-to operating system for, for most of the, the personal computing world. Uh, of course, you have the Apple Mac users as well, but we're talking about most mainstream corporate world. America. Yes. So, uh, the nice thing about XP was that they managed to work out a lot of the kinks early on and, uh, and, uh, everything seemed to work pretty well. Everything being things like, you know, video cards and sound cards and, uh, extra devices and applications. Um, things were running pretty smoothly, but after a while, the, the operating system begins to show its age. And Microsoft starts to develop a new operating system. And uh, they were actually in development for this new operating system for more than five years. Yeah, and uh, it had a snazzy new name. Um, Longhorn? No, Vista. <laughs> Vista. Yeah, don't. Oh, Paulette. Oh, you're so droll. Yes, uh, yes, it was Vista. And and, and like, like we said, it was about five years in the making. And uh, some people would say that was uh, one year too few. Um, when Vista came out, it looked uh, pretty snazzy compared to XP. Oh, yeah, it had um, a lot of uh, a lot of eye candy. It was um, one of those things where everybody was excited about all the widgets and all the cool things that you could do because, you know, hey, the, the Mac OS had... Uh, had dashboard and of course, uh, confabulator got gobbled up by Yahoo and uh, turned into Yahoo widgets. Widgets are the thing. So we, I, you know, everybody was looking at the, the pretty beautiful new Vista interface and said, you know, this has got to be the awesomest OS ever. Right. So Vista goes gold in the fall of 2006. So when you think about it, that means that Vista, of course, was going into development the same time they were releasing XP. So that kind of gives you an idea of the, uh, the, the cycle of operating system development. What, by the time something's coming out, they're already working on the next generation. Yeah, I think that's pretty typical of a lot of tech. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting to think about. Sure. Uh, or at, yeah. least, at least for me. Because you'd figure they would, you know, rest on their laurels for a year or so and then go, ah, you know, I guess I should uh, come out with another operating system. Or maybe, you know, take some time to evaluate what's working and what's not working before they go into development of a brand new thing. <laughs> Now you're just talking gibberish. I know. So anyway, 2006, it goes gold. Uh, by early 2007, that's when most of us could get our grubby little hands on it because by, you know, 2006, it was mainly big enterprises that were getting hold of it or, um, or computer manufacturers who were installing it on the computers that they were offering in stores. So 2007, the rest of us get a chance at it. Um, and there are some problems. Uh, there's some major problems and most of them have to do with things like, uh, well, the, the two big ones would be drivers and application uh, compatibility issues. So not to mention the, uh, massive amounts of RAM that it takes to run all that eye candy I was talking about. Right. Okay. So yeah, there was also that problem is the fact that it was extremely resource heavy. Actually, Windows has always been that way, really. I mean, uh, some more than others. 
but you know, for someone who comes from the good old days of DOS, where we yeah. were used to our operating system not taking up a huge amount of our, our computer's resources, Windows has always kind of had a sour taste. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I, I was one of those late ad, uh, adopters for Windows 3.1, if you can believe it. Well, you know, there's a, there's a reason Bill Gates said that Windows would only require a certain amount of RAM. And, you know, that was before they decided to get into all this stuff. So, right. So <laughs> beyond the massive amounts of, uh, resources that it would drain, meaning that you would need a powerful computer just to run Vista effectively, uh, the two big issues, like I said, were driver problems and, and, uh, application compatibility issues. So drivers, think of drivers as sort of a liaison. It's a liaison between various hardware, uh, uh, items that you have installed on your computer and the applications that you run. Yeah, you plug in that new printer and you're going, okay, I got to print this thing out for my class. It's due at 10 o'clock. And then you find out that your computer won't drive your printer and actually print the document because it doesn't have the the uh, proper plug-in. Driver, and it's, right. it's really a tiny piece of software, but without it, you're stuck. And, uh, you know, the a lot of the operating systems out there will detect... Uh, uh, hardware as soon as you plug it in and we'll search for the proper driver and make sure you have it so that it ends up being kind of a painless operation. It's sort of the whole plug and play um, uh, philosophy. You know, you plug it in and you don't have to do anything. The computer does all the work and next thing you know, it works. Well, Vista wasn't working like that. And it wasn't just things like printers and, and copiers and fax machines, which in fact did have problems. In fact, Chris Perillo had a major problem getting his copier to work. And if uh, Chris Perillo is like a geek Genius. If he has trouble with his <laughs> network on Vista, what hope is there for the rest of us? But the, the issue here was that, uh, things like, like video cards mm-hmm. weren't working yeah. with Vista. So you would try and boot up a, a game and it wouldn't work because your video, it, your computer wasn't recognizing the video card. Right. Um, and there were so many of these problems early on that, that, People began to abandon Vista. They began to say, you know what? Um, I preferred Windows XP because all of my stuff worked with XP. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to downgrade back to that system and I'm going to wait until the next operating system or until Microsoft manages to fix Vista. Um, now, once that happened, now businesses tend to move a little more slowly than consumers when it comes to this. And it makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if you got tons and tons and tons of users, you know, right. thousands of users at your company, you got to support all those people. And if you move them over to a brand new untested operating system, that's not going to be a, an effective use of your time because you're going to be running around like crazy. Right. And just just them. rolling it out yeah. will take tons of time. Like imagine something like AT&T where you've got thousands and thousands of employees. You'd have to roll that out department or division, probably department at a time. Um, because you can't, it's just too big a job to do all at once. So you really want to make sure you're, you really want to move to a new operating system before you start the process. So mm-hmm. businesses said, Hey, there are problems here getting things like printers to work or video cards. Maybe we should just wait because XP is doing what we need it to do. Um, and we don't need the, the headaches that Vista might, might create for us. So let's skip this one. Uh, this was a huge, huge problem for Microsoft. And, uh, I mean, you know, if you even paid attention at all to the tech news, you had heard someone complain about Vista and how Microsoft needed to do something toot sweet to fix it. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately they didn't do anything toot sweet. No. Although they did do something. Yeah. They released some service packs, which 
addressed many of the problems that Vista had. In fact, uh, by the, by the final service pack of most of the big problems were taken care of and many of the smaller ones too, to the point where if you were to, uh, to give Vista a try and you didn't know that it was Vista, you might think it's a really cool operating system. Microsoft had a whole ad campaign based off that where like, Hey, guess what it really is? This operating system you thought you were using is actually Vista. You know, it's like those old coffee commercials. Let's replace this operating system with Vista and see if he notices. And um, <laughs> the idea here was to show that, hey, Vista is really not that bad. The problem is the damage was already done. Uh, it already gained this reputation and nobody really wanted to get back into the Vista game. Plus, again, it's still very resource heavy. So even with the problems being fixed, there were still issues with just the fact that it's going to consume a lot of your your computer's processing power. Uh, so that meant that Microsoft only had really one option, which was to come up with a new operating system. Ding, ding, ding. Which they were already doing because they had rolled out Vista. Right. So they were already hard at work on the next version of yeah. the uh, Windows operating system. However, you know, look at the time frame here. Okay. So, so XP, we're talking 2001. Vista, we're talking 2006, 2007. And Windows 7, we're talking 2009, 2010. Yep. So that's pretty quick turaround that's in a much comparison. Quicker turnaround. <laughs> yeah. So the message that might send is that Microsoft is saying, "Hey, uh, we kind of screwed up, and we want to regain your trust. So we've built this really killer operating system that is so much better than everything you've ever seen before. Please do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain, which would be Vista." Um, and some people are even calling Windows Seven really the what Vista should have been all along. Um. I have to admit for my own personal use, um, I don't have a copy of Vista that I normally use. Uh, the, uh, computer that I have here at howstuffworks.com is running XP. Um, although some of us here in the office do have Vista, um, I am not one of them. So I haven't really spent a, a lot of time on it, uh, mostly on other people's machines. Um, I didn't really have that many problems with it, but again, I wasn't spending hours upon hours and I wasn't trying to print right. or, you know, use external hardware. Um, but having the opportunity to use Windows 7, you know, I got to say, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty. And it's fast. And it's fast. Yeah, the, I also have not used Windows Vista very much. Uh, my machines at home are either Macs or they <laughs> run, uh, which might surprise some of you, um, or they run Windows XP. And uh, the, my computer here at work runs Windows XP because the tech writers shouldn't have to deal with the latest operating systems, apparently. <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> my boss listens to this. I mean, I love Windows XP. All right. Um, actually, you know, considering some of the problems I've heard about Windows Vista, did, you're, you heard about the, the iTunes issue, right? The if iTunes have, issue? If you have iTunes on Windows Vista. Yeah, one of the problems that you had with uh, – some people had with Windows Vista was um, – they would try and use iTunes, and then when they would try and pick the the safely remove hardware feature to uh, to remove their iPod, yeah, um, it would corrupt the files on the iPod, and you'd have to reset the iPod. Ouch! Yeah, that's a small issue. It is a small issue. Yeah, if you have five thousand songs on your iPod, like I do, it's it, it that's that, a big issue. That's a big issue. <laughs> it takes hours to fix that. So, anyway. um, but moving on to yeah, I, I've also tried Windows 7 a bit, and I agree. I, I think it's pretty snazzy. Um, I'd just like to point out, um, mostly because it's non-sequitur, so before we get in deeply into to Windows 7, every uh, operating system has these weird little things. I mean, it's it's not just 
Microsoft Windows, you know, Mac OS has had these problems from time to time. And I'm sure, uh, Linux, I've, I've used Ubuntu a little bit. Um, you know, every time it comes out with a new operating system, my advice is this. Don't, I mean, unless you're just a hardcore geek who has to have it, um, you know, don't jump on the very first release because yeah. you're asking for trouble. Yeah, There's you- going to be something that doesn't work with it. And it doesn't matter who the manufacturer or non-manufacturer in the case of Linux. Um, it, every time you come out with the, a new release, I advise that you wait till the dot one. <laughs> right. It, <laughs> Just to which, give it some time. Which Windows version was it that had the, uh, that used the Rolling Stones start me up as its theme song? Was that 95 or 98? I thought it was a uh, 95, but well, I could be wrong. yeah, it's well, been a long time. I just I remember <laughs> that whenever someone someone said that someone told me that that song is so apt because the next line is you'll make a grown man cry, which is exactly <laughs> what you will do if you try to install this operating system on your computer. And it was the same thing. It was that the early build was a little buggy and uh, they hadn't worked everything out. And, you know, some things you just you, you can't predict until it hits the market and people start using it. And that's when you start seeing where, oh, you know what? We never even when we when we did quality assurance testing, we never even put it through that kind of test because, I mean, the variables are huge, right? You can't sure. plan for everything. Everybody's got a different cocktail of software on their individual machine right. and you never know what combination of things is going to hang it up. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's always a little better to wait and back up your machine before you install the new operating also system. Also important. We say that all the time, but yeah, uh, but, yeah, but, but it's true. It is true. And it's just that Vista, I think came out with, uh, less, uh, it, it just, it just had more problems than the average. So that it was a little undercooked. Really, yeah. It was a little <laughs> underdone. But, so, uh, but there are people who want windows seven out the door, before the beta testing phase is even over, they're they're happy. They're so happy with it with the beta that they they want it out. Right. They want You'd it think out there that now. they would have learned a lesson. No. <laughs> Microsoft is saying it'll be out when it's ready. They have not, as of this uh, recording, announced a launch date, to my knowledge. Um, and they're sort of hinting that it may be before the end of 2009. But yeah, I haven't seen I've heard, anything. I've set heard in December stone. 2009, January 2010 is what I've heard. But that's just you know that's not an official launch date. Right. And I think that's a smart decision on their part because one, they're, they've built up a lot of ex, uh, excitement from people who are using the beta who say, "Wow, this is so much. This is what Vista should have been." Sure, sure. And second of all, that does give them the opportunity to work out any bugs that they've found before it hits market. And then people are like, "Wow, at first I thought it was cool, and then I tried to do this, and everything went to hell in a handbasket or whatever." Um, in fact, uh, and and you know, Microsoft got burned so badly that it's gonna. Uh, there are a lot of people who are taking Palette's advice about waiting. Before adapting, uh, adopting rather this operating system, um, I read uh, uh, that a survey conducted by um, by Information Week mm-hmm. that eighty three percent of companies that they surveyed said they would delay adopting Windows Seven until two thousand eleven at the earliest. That's funny because uh, a survey I read from Dimension Research said eighty four percent of IT professionals <laughs> are putting it off. Wow, that one percent. You know, there was probably some guy who changed his mind. Oh wait, 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 wait. Wait, that's assuming. I'm going to put it off. I guess that's assuming that they surveyed the exact same people, and that's probably not likely. Um, just as a, a point of curiosity, if you're wondering what they would do if they weren't going to change, twenty-seven um, percent of them would consider using Mac OS instead. And you'd say, well, that's that's pretty significant. That's more than a quarter. That's actually down two percent from the previous year. Yeah, most people. The the only group that uh, or only operating system increased in that survey was Ubuntu. Other flavors of Linux um, 
including Red Hat, all dropped. But, uh, you know, so there, it, it's possible if, if Microsoft doesn't pull off a home run with Windows 7, you know, they're opening the door for other operating systems to move in there. Interesting. And we should also point out today, the day we're recording this podcast is an historic day. April yes. 14th, 2009, the final day that Microsoft will provide support for Windows XP. I don't believe it. No, I don't either. But that's supposedly this is this is the day. So if you aren't hearing this podcast, it's because the world ended <laughs> or, you know, possibly IRS reclaimed all of your stuff because you didn't get your taxes on time tomorrow. <laughs> um, but the, anyway, the other the other thing that's kind of interesting about it, and everybody's making a big deal about it in the in the articles that I've read, is that um, Windows seven comes with an option to downgrade your machine to XP. Yes. Uh, not to Vista. Mind you, right but to XP, skipping an entire operating system to um, go back to XP. So if you uh, if you're not happy with it, you can you can back it up. But it's not really that big a deal. They've offered that to uh, to Vista users too. Yeah, and it's well, it's, Vista it's users not demanded it. And, well, and, you know, that became actually a, a point of contention at one point. Let's let's talk let's, about a couple of things about Windows Seven. I was going to say let's let's you know rather than talking about what might go wrong. Yeah, let's let's talk. It's well, got some neat features. It's got some really and, nice. And, stuff and in before it. I get into the features, though, okay, okay, there is okay. one other little thing I wanted to talk about right. that is. I'm jumping the gun. The versions of there Windows six. Seven. Yeah, there are six versions of Windows Seven. Right. Although you won't have all of those. No, you'll only encounter a few of those. There's windows seven starter, which is kind of, I think that's for like netbooks, right? Yeah. It's a, I saw it listed for emerging markets. Oh, I I saw that for home basic. Uh, the home basic package was for emerging markets. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they're, they're really scaled now. Yeah. Starter only allows up to three applications to run, uh, Concurrently, and you can't run high definition monitors right. with it. So, so it'll, I think it'll pop up a message, in fact, to say, "Hey, you know, if you really want the uh, right. Windows Seven experience, you, you might want to upgrade your operating right. system." Nice, nice, busting out the accent. So um, <laughs> then you have, so you've got Starter, Home Basic, Home Premium, Professional, Enterprise, and Ultimate. And um, oh god, I hate that they call it Ultimate. That is just because everyone's going to sit there and say, "Ah, oh, I gotta have Ultimate." If I don't have Ultimate, I'm missing out. And really, Ultimate has some cool features, but not, not what the average consumer needs. Well, from what I read, it's going to be limited availability anyway. That's good. Um, so, that in it shows, you know, will fling a flying disc at you. Right. So home premium is what most of us will, will encounter and need for our home computers. Um, professional would be what small businesses use. And enterprise would be, like of course, what business. the big businesses use. So that's, that's the versions. Um, that was one of the things that, also got some criticism from you know, uh, folks. You know, Windows Vista had the same thing where they had multiple versions, and that that drew a lot of criticism. So unfortunately, that has not changed, and I assume that you know Microsoft's already fielding criti- criticisms uh, based on that. But let's go on to the features. Okay, go for it. Um, multi-touch. Oh yeah, this support is, this is really neat. Now, great, um, you have to have a monitor that also... Uh, I was getting to that. Okay, okay. I'll be quiet. <laughs> um, unlike uh, Apple, which is uh, incorporating the touch system into its computers through, like, the trackpad on your uh, on your laptop, you know, basically, you have touch screen or, you know, 
touch sensitivity, you would move your, your finger on the mouse pad. Well, uh, multi-touch is using more than one finger. Like, um, if you have used an iPod touch or uh, an iPhone, you can squeeze your fingers together, move them together to make things smaller. Or if you want to magnify things, you move your fingers apart. Well, that's sort of what Windows 7 incorporates, except you can do it on a touch sensitive monitor. Right. Um, and that's not how Apple's doing things. So they're, they're moving, they're zagging. Unless the, unless Apple actually is going to offer that tablet that we've heard rumors about. I don't think that's going to happen yeah, anytime I, soon. Well, you know, we'll um, see in June. But, you know, this is, this is a, a pretty neat, um, a pretty neat it's thing. Pretty it, cool. it, it shows you how much Microsoft thinks touch, uh, Touch functionality is going to be incorporated into the computer of tomorrow because it's, you know, they're bundling it into the operating system itself. And we got a little hint of that when they introduced the Surface. Um, yes, but those don't surface very often. Well, no, because those are very expensive. And so only businesses really have them. Right. Uh, some other things that Windows 7 has. It has some new power sa- uh, saving features. So um, if you haven't used your... Uh, your computer and a little bit like haven't touched any keys and it's not yet time for it to go to screensaver. It might dim the screen, uh, briefly, which will, uh, lower the, the power consumption rate. Um, let's see what else. There's the, uh, the taskbar previews. So you've got a taskbar at the bottom of your, uh, screen where you can, when you have, when you open up an application, a little icon pops up on the, uh, the taskbar at the bottom. And, um, if you want, you can pin that application to the taskbar so it's always there and it makes it uh, pretty fast for you to to activate it um i'm not sure why you need this uh cuz you could always put desktop icons on your desktop which essentially do the same thing now granted the the taskbar gives you a preview which right. is very useful but really you, you it just to me it just means more clutter i mean unless you decide that you're not going to have any files listed on your desktop at all and you're just going to use the taskbar but you're really just relocating files or icons at that point. All right. You know, uh, when I looked at it, I read some reviews, and then when I actually played around with uh, Windows 7 a little bit, uh, if you're used to using Windows and haven't used a Mac, it's going to be a little weird because you're used to seeing a, a tab in your taskbar that shows you an instance of the, prog- the program that you're running. And it'll say, you know, it'll have a little text in there to say what's going on. Um, it doesn't seem to do that in Windows 7. Uh, it, it shows you the icon, which is what I don't get about the pinning it to the to the taskbar. Is it still looks like the icon for Mozilla Firefox, yeah. re- whether it's running or not. Now, if you mouse over it, then you see that there is actually a window open or more than one window open, right? Um, and all of them are the together. Windows, yeah. Uh, unlike in the past, you might have you know Firefox and four other programs open in another instance of Firefox. They'd be at different ends of the taskbar. Not so anymore. Exactly. So it's it's a little different, and it might take a little getting used to. And um, there's some other neat things about Windows 7. Uh, it it makes networking a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes setting up a home network very easy. It makes um, finding and consuming media online very easy. Um, nom, nom, nom. Yes. Or you can even hook up a cable card and uh, turn it into a media center. Um, the media center uh, software is actually really, really cool. Uh, I got to see a a full demo of that at CES and, um, and it is really neat. Uh, if I still had cable, I would use that, <laughs> but I don't. Right. So I, so I don't use that. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, everything that I did, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. Um, but, uh, everything seemed very fast, extremely stable, um, you know, very stable beta build. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Remarkably stable. So um, it, it, it looks like it's going to be really positive. Yeah, no, I'd love to have it on my uh, on my work machine, but uh, I have the feeling that if I, I upgraded to Windows 7 and they weren't ready to upgrade us all, that I would probably be in a lot of trouble when uh, August rolls around and that beta expires. Right. Yes, yeah, so we tested it out a little bit. It's, it is pretty nice. I mean, uh, I am curious to see if enough people adopt it to keep the the desktop based operating system alive. Because there are rumors that you know the next thing that people will move to is the cloud based operating system, where you know you, your your computer essentially just has a browser and you you log in remotely to access a uh, an operating system mm-hmm. and microsoft is working on something like that so it may be you know who knows windows 7 might be the the final desktop operating system offered by microsoft that's amazing to think about yeah quite frankly it's a pretty one if that's the last one true it's, it's a nice note to go out on yeah and if they're working on getting things smaller faster and more stable that's certainly going to help them in the long run if they're moving to cloud because that's what you need right you just that and a broadband internet connection well yeah <laughs> so um well i I am done. Yeah. I'm done talking about operating systems. You know, I, I think we'll probably end up revisiting Windows 7 when we've had more of more a chance to, to play with it, with it and it, when yeah. it's closer, closer to, to launch. Actually yeah. being released because, yeah. you know, there's far more that we can do with it. Sure. Um, but uh, for now, I think I'm tapped out. Cool. Well, that means that that brings us to listener mail. You just love pulling it on me, don't you? I do. Dear John and Chris, this is about your podcast about cameras. I tried out putting a fruit by the foot on my flash, and it worked really well. Thanks for all, Tim. You're welcome, Tim. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I, I pulled that weird uh, camera trick. Yeah, the gummy bear? The gummy bear and on the used, flash. And, and I and said, what about foot? fruit roll-ups? And he did fruit it works. by the foot. Yeah, all right, folks. So if you need some gels, really inexpensive, that are also tasty, um... And sticky. I would imagine they're extremely sticky. Yeah, you may need to clean the uh, flash afterward. Um, And if you don't, you might have some ant issues. Yeah. So Your uh, your mileage may vary. Thanks very much, Tim. If any of you have anything you would like to say to us, you can write us, techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Remember, we've got blogs up. You can find those at howstuffworks.com. Just look on the right-hand side, and you'll see a whole bunch of blogs from various writers and editors here at How Stuff Works. It's like a blog jam. Right. It sure is a blog jam. It's a a blog jamboree. (laughs) And and if you want to learn more about operating systems, you can check out several articles we have at HowStuffWorks.com, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.